The views, information, or opinions expressed in the Cult for the Culture podcast are solely those of the individuals involved. The content presented is not a substitute for seeking or seeing a licensed mental health professional. Know what's up next, know what's up next. Healthy pleasure with it, Cult for the Culture. Better tune in, better tune in. Big sis, get him, big sis, get him. Hey y'all and welcome to the Cult for the Culture podcast. I'm your host Tiana Renee, the culture's advocate. On this show we interview individuals from different walks of life who are dedicated to being the change within the culture as it relates to various topics and their effects on the world of mental health. Today's show is about mental health and gender roles. I have a special guest today who I'm excited about because she is definitely an advocate for herself, all things. Um, But we have Laura Marie today. Hi. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself, what you're doing. and Absolutely. So um, recently, like Tiana did say, I'm actually an advocate for um, mental health awareness and definitely. Um, And pretty much what I've been doing lately is just I've started a blog and um there's not really, I don't focus on mental health solely. Um, there's a few categories where I do talk about dating and as well as like self-improvement. Those are my niche, <laughs> I've realized. Um, and that website is read by L as in Laura and Ms. and Marie.com, um, where you guys could check it out. But, um, also, I have a show which is called Wind Down Wednesday, and I do let um, viewers pick the topics. It's just like a middle of the week venting session, um, and it's like when both sexes just come together. Mm-hmm. Y'all, to it, it gets live. Other. Don't let her it sit does. here and act like it's not a live experience because it is. <laughs> it does get real, and it, and it's so much fun. Like I know uh, you've been able to take mm-hmm. a look at it a couple of times, but it's definitely good. A lot of fun. All right, so. I always like to check in with people around their self-care practice because I am all about self-care and mental health awareness. You know that. So tell the audience what your self-care practice is currently. So I've been, it's it's all like, I would consider self-love just a journey. And some days I feel good. Some days I don't. Some days I have an emotional day and I'm like, what the crap is going on? So um, for me, it's, it's just a process that I recently started where I've gone to therapy, mm-hmm. just try to find some healing for that inner child. Because yes. <laughs> traumas be peeking through in certain situations and you just got to um, make sure that you're together. So for me, I've started therapy um, and I've taken a day each week, which I've chose Sunday, mm-hmm. where I do something that I really enjoy doing. And for me, it's like home decor. Yeah. Um, I like to shop around in different places and just get the um, my house together. And it just brings me so much joy. It makes me feel good. Um, so that's just something that I practice. And as well as like I've started um, positive mantras because mm-hmm. I, I deal with anxiety. So when that does like... Um, and I've named my anxiety. Her name is Shirley. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I need to do that. Man, okay. <laughs> so when she started tripping, I'm like, girl, Shirley, you're doing a lot. <laughs> you're doing a lot right now. I need to bring it <laughs> you're back. doing a lot. So I'll just, um, I've made some mentions that I'll, when in those moments where I'm dealing with it, I'll just definitely say a couple of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just my journey so far. That's good, girl. I never thought of naming it. I always say anxiety. <laughs> my anxiety is bothering me today. I think when you name it, it kind of separates you from 
it. Mm. And then you just like, okay, this is not me. Right. I'm anxious. I don't right. have anxiety. Right. I'm anxious. Exactly. You know what I learned recently about anxiety? Do you drink coffee or anything caffeine? I've stopped because I'm pretty sure it makes it worse. Yes. I did not know. Okay. You're so a coffee I, drinker? Yes. I drink <laughs> coffee like every day. And the other day I felt like just out of nowhere, I was at work, nothing was happening. And I just felt like I was going to have a panic attack. And I was like, what is happening? So I was texting to my best friend and she was on the phone with me that morning when I was making my cup of coffee for work. And she was like, you know, I just read something about anxiety and coffee and caffeine. Lo and behold, I look it up and it spikes it depression too. And I was like, that is crazy. I can see that. That's happened to me one day at work. I was just like, one where I had like the jitters and mm-hmm. I'm like, what's going on? And I just Googled it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. sure but i think magnesium is one of them it was like b something but if you look it up right now there are a whole bunch of there's even one at gnc where it says specifically for anxiety it's a nighttime one and then a daytime but they come in a joint box yeah so the daytime is supposed to like promote tranquility um and just like ease your anxiety and then nighttime helps ease your thoughts so you can go to sleep Wow. I now, mean, I don't know I if it works, but I'll be willing to be the guinea pig I'm for willing, it unless right, y'all know. I'm willing to try it anyway because um, I can't be tripping. <laughs> anything helps. Anything. Surely be wilder. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said earlier, the topic for today is on generals. And I wanted to talk about general. And one, I wanted Laura to be up here because she is very vocal about all things when it comes to generals because we know that there are a lot of things and a lot of double standards and just things that affect us. And I know we just chop it up to like, that's just society. That's just the way the world is. But we don't always talk about how it affects people and what that makes life like for people where if you're a woman, this is the case. If you're a man, this is the case. So what do you, what is your perspective currently on how the black and minority culture views gender roles currently? What do you think that I don't think that we actually pay a lot of attention to it. Um, I think that for our our culture, I will say, I I feel like we're guilty of looking at other people's cultures, European specifically Mm -hmm. or Western culture, and just thinking that the way that their household is set up Mm -hmm. is is supposed to be for our community as well. And I I mean, I don't think that, yeah. Go, go. I want want to hear more. Yeah, go about that one. So, you know, like when it comes to the European household, um, typically the man goes to work Mm -hmm. and he makes more money. Right. And the woman stays home and she's with the kids. She's the caretaker. I mean, I think it's that way for a reason. Um, It's just patriarchy. Like Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. that Western culture, (laughs) they they love patriarchy. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like just the oppression of women. And I think that with our community, we just kind of look uh, towards their culture and and kind of just um, just made it into our it's made its way into our household, Mm -hmm. um, or at least we try to. That's not always the case because, of course, you know they've taken the black male out of the household. Mm -hmm. But um, as far as like, I think that for black males, a lot of them do look at Western culture or um, a white man's status, and that's ultimately. Um, something that they achieve towards mm-hmm. as well as um, some black women do as well. They want men to take care of them or um, that's something that they desire. Um, it does happen occasionally with our community, but not so often. Yeah. Um, but as far as like the gender roles in our community, what I've noticed is that um, for black men, 
it's they really try so hard <laughs> to stay or stick to um, or just uphold their version or their definition of masculinity. Mm-hmm. And it's strong black men. Strong black men. <laughs> and when black women too. Black women too, because, yes. Because um, we have this idea of what a strong black woman is and it is killing a lot of us yeah. and on both ends as mm-hmm. far as like men and women. Um, and it's just one of those things where I'm just like, I don't think that we pay attention to it yeah. enough. And it's funny because we think about gender roles, but I don't think I've ever thought about gender roles in the sense of like we pick it up from Western culture. Yeah, we do. Which I makes think we sense mm-hmm. because for a long time they created what we navigated within the world and mm-hmm. how we viewed ourselves and what families still look do. like. And, I mean, still right. do. And what if families you go, look like. Yeah, a lot of us, we equate success to living in their neighborhoods, having their jobs, being in their Getting out the spaces. hood. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what we think. And I wish that we, we would get away from um, their seeking their approval or their validation. Yeah, that 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 is a loaded, uh, <laughs> it is. a loaded topic, a loaded <laughs> statement, and I just say that because it's just so much that goes into that, yeah. and what that would even look like for us to yeah. not have that. Imagine that. Imagine that. Like if we went back to our roots, our African roots. That's the thing too. Is like, what do we go back to, and do we know? Because a lot. So like. My boyfriend is from Jamaica and he came over here when he was 12. And so when he tells me things like he gets really upset about the way our culture is because he's like, it's not like that in Jamaica. Like the history y'all get taught is completely different. So when I came over here and I'm learning about slavery and all this other stuff, like granted, slavery was there at one point. But the view of how like the pride that they have in themselves and the sense of community and all is completely different. So he's like, y'all brainwashed over here, essentially. And I'm like, but... Like, we don't know any other way. So what would that look like for us to go back to our roots or go back to what we originated from? Because a lot of us don't even know Mm-mm. what that looks like. Exactly. And I mean, you can't really, I can't, and I can see that. I can't, we can't really blame our community for that because, you know, when you, when you break down uh, people by their, where they're from or um, different continents and stuff like that, they have culture, they have Within a the culture, name. Yeah. We, we're just black people. Yep. Like what African American, whoever wants right, to call they it. Claim we're African American, <laughs> but it's just like some, you know, with some African American communities, we're not as welcome. So it's just like, like you said, like what would it look like if we went back to that? But as far as like um society's gender roles, I do feel like if it's been developed from um Western cultures, I, I think that ours is a little harder because mm-hmm. I feel like with black men, um, their masculinity has been tethered to jail culture. Hmm. So because of that, I think they overcompensate for masculinity. And that's why you see a lot of us, well, a lot of our black men in jail are like killing each other Mm -hmm. because it's like they're, this is their, I feel like they're constantly, constantly being emasculated by white men. Yeah. So they overcompensate for it. Hmm. Um, And I think that we've polarized femininity and masculinity to where it's just kind of like you either have one or the other mm-hmm. when you need both energies. Right. Like, and you've been talking a lot about yes, that recently. Exactly. Yeah. Like you need both energies. And um, so enlighten the audience for those who aren't familiar with the those terms. Yeah. OK. So uh, masculinity is um, 
I don't really know how to describe it because I feel like there's so many definitions behind it. But like as far as the energy, like having feminine energy versus yeah. masculine So energy. I believe that, and I'm sure a lot of people believe this too, but <laughs> everyone has masculine and feminine energy. Um, for women, it's kind of like what makes us assertive. It makes us protective when we when we um, need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as far as like the um, feminine aspect, I would say it's more so like for nurturing and just um, being able to be... Uh, one with your emotions mm-hmm. and, ex- and being expressive. Um, and I think that both all of all sexes have that. But as far as like gender roles, I think because we've taken so much into gender roles or we've put in so much energy into it, now it's just like one or the other to where we have men who don't know how to express themselves. And yes. then we have women who internalize their mm-hmm. emotions. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the statistics, you'll see that one in four women go get therapy mm-hmm. when they feel like something is going on and then one out of 10 men will ask for help yeah that is crazy it is it is do you think that um men are ashamed to ask for help when it comes comes to emotions <laughs> i think yes i'm gonna say yes and i think that just because it goes back to they have been taught because a lot of the things that we express now or the way that we operate in life are things that we have learned all behavior is modeled and learned. You don't just bring things out of the sky and decide that this is who I'm going to be. And so for men, for a long time, you either watch the example that you had as a father or the example that you didn't have. And so you develop certain things. So if, uh, for example, you didn't have a father in the household. Now you feel like you're the man of the household. You have to protect and make sure that everybody's okay. Although you're a child and that was never your responsibility, that's what you have picked up. So then you carry that on into adulthood. And so now you're worried about everybody else. You're worried about being the provider. You don't want to get married until this time because you feel like you have to have all these things together. So then when it comes down to having feelings and being able to express that, if you're taught not to, or if you have to play a role where you're not able to express your feelings because you have to worry about taking care of everybody, when things do come up, it's like, yeah, no, I'm good. I can handle this. Even if you're breaking down crying every single night at your house by yourself to go and take that to somebody else takes a lot. Not to mention just us as a people, especially for our men, we have a lack of trust for the system. And so going to get help would have to admit that you are allowing people outside of your circle, outside of yourself to help you. People don't want that. Yeah. Because then you have to admit that something isn't right. Mm -hmm. Not to say like wrong, like Mm -hmm. right versus wrong, but like something you're struggling with something and they don't want other people to see that. Yeah. Because I can't count how many times that I've actually seen Granted, I work with children, but I also work with children and their parents. But like, I don't always see the dads. A lot of the times it's the moms that's bringing the kids to therapy. So I do think there's a level of, and then going back to people going to be in my business. Like we don't want anybody to be in our business. That's a cultural Mm -hmm. thing from root, yeah, like from the beginning. So I do think that there is a level of shame. And then you have to have a certain level of vulnerability to be able to talk to anybody. You do. And men are not um, the most. The most vulnerable in our culture, you know, um, some of the societal expectations that we have for them Mm -hmm. kind of prevent them from being vulnerable. Like I was talking to someone the other day and he was, um, it was a guest on my show and he was talking about just being expressive as a man. And he was like, you know, and that'll just make him feel like a little and then he uh-huh. was like, B, you know, uh-huh. and I was just like, no, don't say that. Right. Don't say that. Cause now we're at the point where we need to encourage, um, each other to, to be expressive or to just go inside ourselves emotionally to solve our problems. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, there, 
I cannot remember. The, I'm reading a book currently, and I cannot <clears throat> remember the name. It's like the rage within her, but it's basically about women and their anger and being able to express that yeah. and how we aren't given the same rights to do that. But within the book, there was a lot of talk around men and not being able to do that. So like girls, it's okay for you to cry. It's okay for you to wear pink. It's okay for you to do this. The boys know it's not okay to cry. Yeah. You have to be strong. You have to do, you have to play sports. Mm-hmm. You can't do ballet. Exactly. You can't do that. Gender, gender based um, expectations. And it's just like, how do you, it's, it makes it people really hard to be human. Yes. Like, how can you <laughs> explore who you are as a person without being told, no, stay in your lane, stay in your place, stay in your gender. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's really hard. And um, I know that it was like this post on Facebook. It was so innocent, but yeah. I don't even think that we view certain things. Um, me out overanalyze everything so I'm looking Same for here. stuff yep. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a picture of a little girl and she had like a whole apartment um where she had the baby and it was like a whole kitchen set mm-hmm, and everything the kitchenette and she, right and she was young and everyone thought it was cute but I didn't find it cute and I know that children you know emulate their parents and it's okay to teach responsibility but are we teaching our boys that mm-hmm. you know are we making blue kitchen sets for them no, are not. we preparing them for um society and adulthood like are we teaching them how to cook are we why do we like um put so much of that on our girls mm-hmm. and expect them right to be, to the be ones. domestic yep. exactly when both genders should be domestic um and, and that's another thing too you know and just like um What's the word for it? conditioning our girls to want families mm-hmm. and to want um, to, to seek validation through men and, yeah. and things? All all those play hand in hand into like um, generals and mental yeah. health eventually. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to feel bad about yourself if you're not meeting like we're yes. at the point of like we're, we're climbing to 30. Exactly. And so it's like, oh, no, you're supposed to have the job. You're supposed to have the man. OK, you yeah. get into the point where it's going to be an at risk pregnancy. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Do you struggle with that? Like meeting those societal expectations as a woman? I think I did. Mm -hmm. But as of late, I don't. Like there's a lot of times too that I even question, not that I want to be a mother, but like what the process is going to be like for childbirth and being pregnant. Like all of that scares me. So for me, I'm like, I mean, hey, whatever. (laughs) I'm not mad that I'm not at that point, but that doesn't stop people from asking or having Mm -hmm. certain expectations. And I just, have been in a place where I'm blessed enough to have certain things where I was looking to have them at this age. So like right. the job and being able to go out on my own and live on my own and not have to worry about anybody else. Yeah. But I understand that there are people who don't necessarily meet that and it does take a huge toll on people. It does. We see posts about it all the time on social media. But even back to like the kitchenette thing, I know a, a thing that's very popular now is non-conforming and mm-hmm. binary and people not labeling genders. But that's not as prevalent in our community. It's not. And, and a lot of people have a hard time adapting to yeah. it because I've heard conversations where people are like, you know, um, if if that's what you want to do with your life, that's your choice. But everybody doesn't need to know. And I'm yeah. like, that is like um, straight privilege. I will call that mm-hmm. straight privilege because you we like we're because we're straight and you were heterosexual we can express ourselves right sexually in public or we can say certain things um 
And it's just like, if you choose to other or if you have other or whatever, you're not cisgender, however, Mm -hmm. you know, it is, um, they're not as, they're not allowed to be as free. I know our community has a hard time with that. A very hard time. (laughs) When in fact, I wish it wasn't like that because I feel like for our brothers, if they really had conversations or they were more open to homosexual men, they'll be able to find that balance Mm -hmm. because I feel like they're the perfect examples of having feminine and masculine Mm -hmm. energy. Absolutely. Because um, a lot of the times you can have a conversation with a homosexual male. And he kind of understands where you're coming from as a woman mm-hmm. because he's able to tap into that energy. Yep, yep. Um, so I think that men should really consider having them as friends. Hmm. That's a good perspective. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to because you talk a lot about, you know, the gender roles and expectations. Mm-hmm. You go a lot into detail about the stuff on your show. So what has been your personal experience, like as far as gender roles mm-hmm. and how that's affected you? And- it's affected me a lot because okay. like back to the expectations of what a woman is supposed to be, what she should be. And as black, as a black woman, I've struggled a lot with um, speaking up and internalizing emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that is a part of toxic femininity. <laughs> I'm just not being as expressive um, because as black women, we can't really express our pain outwardly. And then we have this perception of strong, just like our black men, you know, the angry black woman and then the angry black woman. I struggled a lot with that because a lot of the topics that I want to speak on, I feel like I'll be misinterpreted as upset, as angry, Mm -hmm. as bitter, as hurt. And there was like a study on how black women can really just express themselves without that stereotype I mean you can't really worry about how people will perceive things because you'll be worrying forever though the most that you (laughs) anxiety through the roof okay exactly you just you're responsible for your message but Mm -hmm. after it gets put out there you cannot take on how How people people perceive it exactly so I had to learn that that's one of the things because me being a woman and speaking on certain things um as it pertains to our community I'm pretty sure (laughs) I'm going to get labeled in other people's mm-hmm. eyes. So that's something that I had to deal with emotionally, mm-hmm. just not taking that on. Um, and as far as like uh, being 27 and I'm single and not sure if I want kids, yeah. you know, not sure if that's for me. That's something that I go back and forth about. And a lot of a people lot. are like, <gasps> yeah, no <and> kids, <laughs> what? It's like, okay, you don't have to carry anybody for nine to 10 months. Exactly. Or deliver them or take care exactly. of them or do any of these other things. Exactly. And I'm not all the way comfortable with it because sometimes I'll think like, okay, do I just want to, because I know I want marriage for sure, but it's mm-hmm. just like, okay, do I just want to be married and I have kids yeah. or should I just have one or like, and then I'm just like, should I just have one without marriage? Because, yeah. you know, I'm reaching 30 and I don't mm-hmm. want to like take that risk. And then it's just like, when you have friends, that's why your circle is very important yeah. because you have to have people who support um, your decisions no matter what regardless, so, regardless. yeah and they're Period. not saying well girl you know you you know you are pushing 30 you sure you, you don't sure want <laughs> which makes it do you watch Mary Jane being Mary Jane yes okay yes so I know the season finale or like the I guess just the what is it called the show finale just period because it's mm-hmm. ending but that's the perfect example because we know that she struggled and for those of you who watch you know at the end of the last season it was her going ahead and following through mm-hmm. with the in vitro and getting pregnant on her own without anybody. Mm-mm-mm. 
Her life like, is a whole mood. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's that's the example of what we face when it's like we're worried about meeting the expectations mm-hmm. or living up to what people say that we should be doing, regardless of the doing. fact that yeah. nobody else has to live that life once we make that decision. At all. Like you can support me, exactly. but when it comes down to it financially, mentally, emotionally, I'm responsible for all of I'm that. So then who picks up that. the slack when I lose it mm-hmm. because I wasn't mentally prepared for what I thought I was mentally prepared for because the world told me I was mentally prepared for it. Or all because you want to feel you're 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 not comfortable with not fitting in. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are not comfortable with not fitting in. They want to fit in. Like I've spoken to a lot of men who want to embrace, um, you know, being more ex- emotionally expressive and they're not really at that place where they want to do it publicly. Yeah. Because it takes for other people to be receptive to. And that's what made me think earlier when you were talking about whether or not men feel shameful. To It all comes down to who is listening, like who mm-hmm. is on the other yeah. side. And that creates mm-hmm. what they decide they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Because if you come up to me and tell me and I'm receptive, like, oh, yeah, that sounds really hard. Like, I'm sorry that you're going through that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or somebody else and be like, oh, dang, <laughs> you worried about that? Like, why are you even worried about that? It ain't that serious, but it is serious it's to me. It's very serious to me. That's why you have to be careful who you share your vulnerability with. Because mm-hmm. every friend is not for everything or mm-hmm. every person in your life is not it's for not everything. It's not for every situation. Yeah. You like, have to know the people that you, you can go to, to for what. People. Everybody has a role. And that's everybody not to mean that we're using people, but everybody right. does serve a role in your life and you mm-hmm. have to know if I go to this person, this is probably <laughs> going to be their response. Yeah. This person's probably going to be more supportive. This person's probably going to be judgmental, even though they're trying not to be. Like you have to know those things. But for our men, like we've talked a lot about our women, but for our men specifically, how do you feel like overall it affects them not being mm-hmm. able to be at that point where they can share and be open and be vulnerable and mm-hmm. people don't look at you like you're crazy? Well, I've read about it and it was like men don't like they feel like being emotionally expressive is a feminine trait and I understand that but when you internalize emotions and um, you do things out of um, those emotions being suppressed you go straight to toxic femininity Mm -hmm. so it's like okay which one is better like being feminine and Mm -hmm. being a healthy feminine Mm -hmm. or going straight to where you're internalizing emotions and you're having outwards expression of anger because that's typically what happens Um, and like I said tethered to jail culture they might commit a crime Mm -hmm. go to jail beat on a someone else like all those things or even like um, men have a higher rate statistically of committing suicide yep that is a and by more trait. violent yeah. means mm-hmm. yeah by more violent means yeah so it's like either way you're dealing with some sort of femininity because mm-hmm. either, whether you um allow it to pass through you or not you'll still deal with it in some form whether it's a healthy form of mm-hmm. uh femininity or a toxic and i'm I'm to the point where I've become super like aware of a lot of things. Uh, I was telling somebody recently, <laughs> if I see something on social media that I feel like is mean or rude or harassing people, I don't care if you're my friend. I'm reporting it because we need to stop. <laughs> and so now That's a good idea. <laughs> I do. I like, well, you can unfollow or block them. Now I'm just going to keep reporting until yeah. they stop. But the thing is, like, there are so many things out there or people feel like they can make the decision for who you are. And I struggle with. Who decided that it was masculine versus feminine? Like, why it can't just be being a person? Like, at the end of the day, we're all people. We all have emotions. Mm -hmm. We all are going through something in life. And 
I can only imagine being told that I can't express myself or I can't cry because exactly. of something like because I'm a man. <laughs> like, what yeah. does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I have the same emotions that you have, and it probably <clears throat> is more extreme because I don't get to express it as much. But I really struggle with that concept because I'm sure at some point I'll have a little boy. Yeah, like how how does that look for him? And I'm not saying that I'm gonna go the binary route, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But at the same time. I want him to feel comfortable being a male in the world and being able to express himself Mm -hmm. and not feel bad about doing that. Exactly. Because I want healthy children. What people fail to realize is by putting these expectations or these gender roles on people, we take away from their ability to be human. Exactly. Which then turns into other things. Mm -hmm. And that's when the toxic stuff comes in. Or you have more severe mental health concerns because you aren't able to talk about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like depression is real. Anxiety is. is real. It is. Most people struggle with those things, whether they want to admit it or not. Mm-hmm. But the other thing, too, about our black males is PTSD is strong. Mm. Very wow. strong. Because you have to think about, and this is another episode that I'm doing as well, so I won't get too, too deep into it. But when you consider incarceration or the black male genocide and the fact that our boys are dying every oh, single yeah. day. Oh, yeah. Like, it has to be scary to walk around every day and have the thought of, man, like, am I going to get shot today? Or am I going to get arrested for no reason? Am I going to be profiled for this? But not to be able to express that. Like, mm-hmm. I, w- I struggle with anger sometimes. I would be super angry if I wasn't able to do that. And so I just want us to somehow, some way, get to the point where it's okay. Yeah. To do that and it not be the end of the world. Or, mm-hmm. oh, you being gay. Or, oh, you, you being a little girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Girls yeah. are strong too. <laughs> Don't be confused. Exactly. That's another thing with the whole generals, just having women and looking at them as fragile yes. or vulnerable or super emotional, which could be true. Could be. But again, that is just a gender expectation. And it's not true. It's not for true, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's not true. Everybody is different. Some women and there you you like, Lord girl, do you I mean <laughs> do you talk? Do you cry? Like <laughs> do you express yourself? Do you have yeah. emotions? Like, yeah. So um it is not the case for every woman. And like you said, like going back to raising your son, like and and that's where I feel like as a community, we're changing a little bit. Like mm-hmm. we're becoming more aware. Yeah. Maybe it could just be the people that I'm around. Yeah. Or but, our generation. Um, I think our generation yeah. is a lot more understanding. And I saw a post the other day that was like, I know. Exactly we're, which yeah. The gen- we're about. the generation yeah. that basically got the best of both worlds we because did. we knew what it was like not to have technology. And we know what it is like to have technology mm-hmm. and everything in between. And I think that goes too for. We're the generation that's fighting yeah, for everything. We are. We are. And then, like you said, I mean, hopefully that, you know, we'll start adapting to eliminating those general expectations because there's only so much you can do in your household. Mm-hmm. If, you know, your child is only with you, but for so long. Um, that's the and, other reality, too. You know, we could just send our child out into the world, very diverse and multifaceted and having both those energies. And then you have people like. Oh, you acting like a little girl or mm-hmm. you acting like and then um I think where like where the both genders are guilty of being the perpetrators of gender roles because um you will have some women who definitely try to say that some things that men do are feminine mm-hmm. um or they'll call it out. Yeah. <laughs> like in your face. You're yeah, like, they're like, Oh girl, you know, he's a little zesty. <laughs> <laughs> zesty. That's a new one. That's yeah, a little zesty. And then you have men. Um, I see a lot on social media where they're just like, women need to do better. Like, women are too emotional. Or women, like, we are made that way for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, there we there's a reason for the yin and the yang. Yep. And that's both energies. And when we come together, it makes the perfect 
Mix. Mix. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where we, so we have to stop doing that to each other. Like, yeah. I've heard men say, like, I just wish women weren't so emotional, like they get any feelings. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Let, let's let's, let's take a that. serious look, right? Mm-hmm. If we step back for the men out there who, who say this, <laughs> if we step back and decided that we weren't going to show no emotion, you don't know whether we like you, dislike you, whether we are, and not that I'm promoting this, ready to kill you yeah. or whatever. <laughs> you don't know that. You can't read it. Then, then what do you do? Yeah, exactly. How are you really going to receive that? Because like you said, the man, the man courts the, the woman and he goes off her vibe. So if you are approaching a female, she's just just poker face. Yeah. How do you know she like you? How do you know she's comfortable with you what don't. you're doing? Like, how do you how do you know that all that? Mm-hmm. So. Or on the flip side, because, you know, we we are the world of diverse standards, especially in our yeah, culture. We are. So if I decide that I want to live my life the way that I want to live it, regardless of how that looks. If I want to have sex freely or if I want to do what a man does or whatever, then how are you going to receive that? Then how does that look? Right. Now I'm a what? A hoe. I hate that. So so then where do we go? So that's what it's like. You can't win. You can't win either (laughs) way. And it's not just us. It's them too. Because it's uncommon or unheard of if a man said, oh, I've only slept with three people in your whole life. Yeah. That's it. And like, then people yeah. be like, well, what's wrong with what's you? What's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, nothing. Maybe I just want to sh- share and save yeah, myself. It's hard to believe that men can be celibate or men can take the time apart and, you know, not just be so caught up on sex. I mean, I catch myself doing that too when I'm talking to some guy. No, I've done it recently. And, I had yeah. a conversation. I was like, only? They're <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, nah, not only. I'm like, yeah. And then you, then it's like, no, you're lying. Now you're lying. <laughs> but that's not the case. But that's where we go because yeah, that's, that's what's true. been laid out. The expectation. Again, yeah, that men are most likely to be with multiple women mm-hmm. and women are most likely to not be with multiple men. So, and then like we've pushed that um, agenda that women um, who are more sexually free are promiscuous, like you said, and they're not marriage material. Mm-hmm. We market them as not being marriage material. Yep. So, so many things mm-hmm. that goes into that. And I don't know that we will. I won't say that we won't ever come out of it. Cause that's I hope negative. so. I hope yeah. so too, because I think it does. It plays a lot on your psyche to have all these different things to live up to. Like, just think about life in general without mm-hmm. the expectations. Mm-hmm. Like, work is hard. Yeah, going to school is hard. Like, new transformations in life are hard. Now, let's add that on top of the anxieties you have about fitting in or living up to expectations mm-hmm. or not disappointing people because you're not the ideal son or daughter that your mm-hmm. parent thought you were going to be. Like, that's mm-hmm. hard for people. It is. But that's one of the things you have to learn you can't take on. Everybody doesn't know that. I and know. that's the thing, too, is, like, the mental health piece of gender roles and expectations and how we lay it out for our culture is ridiculous. Oh, my God. Our men don't want to ask for help. Now, I won't say all because I do know a lot more men that are comfortable and open to, you know, asking mm-hmm. for help or at least seeking therapy initially. Mm-hmm. But it's a struggle it for is. a lot of people. It is. It is. Cause, um, and then I noticed that a lot of them run to women yes. to be emotionally expressive or mm-hmm. to show them how to be emotionally expressive. And to I'm be like, their emotional containers. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I'm glad you're expressing yourself, but that's another thing that we would have to take on emotionally mm-hmm. and mentally that could affect us as well. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. But I think then, too, I think there's a fine line like that we can seek support because it's just like for our friends, like. Even though I'm in therapy, I still talk to my support system and I still have that outlet where I can talk to people. Right. But I also realize 
a certain amount is too much. And I think mm-hmm. if we find the balance of, yeah, go to therapy and talk, but you can also reach out to me when you need, if I'm in a space to be able to carry what you're going to dump on me. Yeah. I think if we can get it to that point, it would look a lot different. Now, mm-hmm. how long it's going to take for us to get there, I have no idea. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I and I think a lot of men, they can't go to men in their circle because they're not used to expressing themselves mm-hmm. too. So they do come to women more often. That's actually um, an event. <laughs> that at some point I want to orchestrate. Mm. Like, I wouldn't mind being the vessel to hold it, but the space be y'all's. Yeah. And whatever that looks like, wherever the conversation goes, it goes because people need to know that there are other people out there that are going through the same thing. Yeah, we think that we're so, our um, circumstances are so isolated. Isolated. And I have a bad <laughs> habit of doing that. Yeah. Like, I have a bad habit of thinking I'm the only person in the world mm-hmm. feeling how I'm feeling because recently I've been. Um, dealing with expectations yeah. like, okay, I'm 27. Am I going to meet um, somebody that I can get married to? Or I'm tired of people asking me, why are you single? Why are you single? Mm-hmm. Like, so again, that's something that I'm battling with. Yeah. Mm, so hard. How are you managing that though? Um, again, just trying to find boundaries with mm-hmm. people. Um, and then I think a part, one of, one of the things that I learned with, um, healing that inner childhood, I don't have to accept the things that people say to me, you know, as a child, I was helpless, but yeah. as an adult, I'm not helpless. Like I, I can correct you. I mm-hmm. have a voice. I can say, please don't ask me questions like that. Or, yeah. you know, I, I don't really want to talk about that. I don't need to talk about that mm-hmm. with you. So just getting to be like my number one cheerleader and trying to that self-love journey. Yeah. Ooh, girl. Mm-hmm. But even telling people like people get offended. They do. They get offended. Do you but think I, that it's our culture who just get offended with boundaries? Because it's not that people are rude. It's just that people are have personal. We're boundaries. nosy as a culture. That's what we're judging as a culture. And I think that's where it go. Like we have a sense of community, which is great. You think about it, it takes a village to raise a child mm-hmm. or back in the day, like if you were acting up, it wasn't anything for mm-hmm. somebody else to correct you. That was just the culture that's that true. we had. And so I think similarly, it's the same thing now, but at the same time, it's, it's too much. Like, just mind your business. It is. And then I think it goes back into what we talk about with um, the expectations and vulnerability. Because you can set a boundary with just being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like if someone says, why are you single? And you say, you know, I really don't like when people ask me questions yeah. like that because it makes me sad. Mm-hmm. That'll make somebody feel uncomfortable exactly. if you're not prepared. But <laughs> it, the person will be like, oh, my God, I didn't I didn't want to make you feel that mm-hmm. way. Or I'm sorry, you know, I'm, yeah. that I've offended you like that versus saying, don't ask me that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, you know, they're, they're the same thing, but it's just kind of like you're expressing why you need this yep. boundary but it's up to you you know mm-hmm. either one works either but one if works. you don't want to come off rude or disrespectful and you yeah, can just be way. vulnerable yeah yeah that's i mean because it's uncomfortable for both parties though, right it like, is. it's uncomfortable for me to tell you this but it's also i actually had a situation <laughs> the other day where i got frustrated and, I, and it wasn't with my boyfriend but i texted him and i was like i'm so proud of myself because i got frustrated i didn't shut down i told the person why i was frustrated and what i needed out of the situation mm-hmm a few That's years ago, you wouldn't have got that. I was like, you know what? Forget this. I don't need this. I don't need you. I don't need nobody. I'm good. My else. man got two jobs. Like, I don't need none of this. That's where I would have been. But it does take a certain level of self-awareness, which, you it know, I'm does. all about. And maturity, it emotional does. maturity, yeah. to be able to say, like, no, I'm not doing this. But also, 
we weren't taught, and this is for boys and girls, Mm -hmm. to be vocal because children are to be seen and not heard. Mm -hmm. And that's where we stem from. Mm -hmm. And so even for me, I posted about this and it's funny, but it's not like at the nail shop, if things go wrong, like I feel weird about correcting you about my nails, but they're wrong and I'm paying for them. I'm sitting there uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm having a hard time. I don't want to pay for this. I'm pissed off, but I'd rather just sit there pissed off than to tell you, you messed up my nails with sis. That even goes down to like going to the doctor, like full disclosure. A few months ago, I went and had a procedure. It went wrong, like passed out everything, right? Didn't tell me beforehand that these were the things that could possibly happen i just wake up and it's like oh yeah sometimes people pass out well thank you for telling me right (laughs) so then i come back for a follow-up appointment to make sure everything's okay they're asking me questions as if i set up the appointment oh well did they set you up for this did they set you up for that i don't know because they just told me to come back and schedule an appointment so that's what i did but instead of like being (laughs) vocal about it like no this is wrong y'all i was not given what i needed i Mm -hmm. waited till i left then I called and I spoke to the general manager there mm-hmm. for that practice, but I didn't do that while I was there because mm-hmm. it's a level of discomfort. Very. Which is weird to tell people that you've wronged me, but now I'm uncomfortable. And we feel guilty about and it. We feel guilty. I really think it's that inner child that needs to be healed. So many things like, and I'm going to do an episode around generational trauma because just like as a child, but not even just you as yeah, a child, like you your said, parent as a child, yeah. then their parent as a child. Now we all become adults. Yeah, because like you said, um, children are to be seen and not heard. So we're bullied a lot of the time yes. as children and we don't say anything because we can't. So no. I think that we that's how we go through life as an adult too. Like being okay with being bullied, not standing up for yourself, mm-hmm. not setting those personal boundaries. It's all hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And we're talking about us from a women's perspective. Yeah. Like, I wish we had a man right here to say they're respective. But I mean, I have enough men in my life to know that it's not an easy thing to do. It's no, not. it's not. Now, granted, they may be more, what is the word, apt to say something versus what we were. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, it can be perceived as aggressive for them or very you doing you, you doing mm-hmm. too much. Like, oh, oh. I think a lot of their behavior does come off aggressive. And I think that men are more outspoken. I think women, well, statistically, women do deal with depression and anxiety more because they internalize their emotions. Mm -hmm. I love that you are quoting statistics (laughs) up here, okay? Because we're not, this is not an alternative fact show, okay? (laughs) Um, But as far as men, I think that they're socialized to go after what they want. So Mm -hmm. they will speak up. It don't matter. Yeah, they will. Who you are, where you are. (laughs) (laughs) It does not matter. And I think, too, <laughs> even that has to be hard for them, like, to be expected. Yeah, like, if something to, wrongs that no, you're going to speak up. No, but no. seriously, like, even when it comes to them, like, being with their woman and they're out in public and, you know, women, are you going to let him say that to me? Like, right. you just going to let him, like, I don't want to fight today. I don't. Right, I had a hard day. <laughs> That might not be a part of his personality but where he's like over vocal. Right. So, because I mean, he's a protector but that he's goes. expected because he's supposed to be a protector. So, yeah, I mean, from the real perspective, I can see. And then, like, like you said earlier, just going back into how I think that in our community, a lot of single mothers, and I'm, you know, no disrespect to single mothers, but I think a lot of them don't realize or they're aware that they kind of make their sons. 
um, head of their household mm-hmm. before they even become adults. And that's traumatizing. That's very traumatizing mm-hmm. because a child should never be in a place. Right. It's so surprising to me. <clears throat> now, I won't even say surprising. Heartbreaking is the word I use. So many children that I come into contact with, like just from my work, where they have assumed the responsibility that an yeah. adult is supposed to take on. And it's like, well, baby, who <laughs> who told you that you were supposed to do without making them feel bad? But like, where did that come from? Like, yeah. How did you develop this cognition? But there are situations where it's easier for you to make lunch and dinner for your siblings because I'm stressed out and I'm tired and I don't want to deal with it today. Yep. Or you're the oldest, so make sure everybody's taken care of. Right, I'm the oldest, but I'm also seven. So what do you want? Okay. Then we want to burn down the house. Now I'm in trouble because I burned down the house. (laughs) Right. Or I'm going to school and they're acting out. You don't know what's going on or you're trying to figure out, you know, Mm -hmm. why, why they acting the way that they're acting. But yeah, that, that is a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. So if you had one piece of advice for our culture of how we can fix this, even if it sounds like it's out of the world, Mm -hmm. but if you had one, what would it be? Definitely. We have to start being the perpetrators of gender roles. Um, I understand. And then like, even down to when we have children ourselves, we celebrate the gender. You see the gender reveal. Mm-hmm. Gender reveal. Oh, it's a girl. People yeah. get upset. Yeah. We're already starting that whole gender role mm-hmm. alignment and not saying that we need to completely erase genders, but I think that we could um, look at other cultures and how they deal with uh, masculine and feminine energies, just like the Asian culture. They have mm-hmm. the yin and the yang. Yep. Um, and my piece of advice would be like, um, if you do do research on the yin and the yang, you'll see that is very well balanced. Mm-hmm. I think all of us need that. Yep. Um, if there's more energy than the other, that's when it's unhealthy. And mm-hmm. that's maybe when it can affect you um, mentally. And as far as like societal expectations, I would have to say a piece of advice for that. Like you said, you are the one who has to deal with the mm-hmm. decisions that you make. You're responsible for your personal boundaries, how people treat you. Um, and you have to be your number one player, your number one fan. And um, you just have to go inside yourself and be completely self-aware to where you understand that you are allowed to have whatever life you want to have or you, you get to decide what your life looks like. Yep. Because you're the only person got to live with you're it at the, the end of the day. You're the only person that has to live at the end if of I the day. If I commit a crime, I'm going to jail. Yeah, exactly. So definitely just that self journey of just being your number one advocate and setting those personal boundaries and eliminating those gender roles or norms and thinking that you have to do anything. You don't have to do anything but die. Sorry to say it like that. No, but that's it. That's the Be black only and die. That's all you got to do. <laughs> right. That you cannot change. is skin color. and Well, people are bleaching, but. <laughs> but DNA related. <laughs> right. DNA related. So that's the advice that I would definitely give to men and women. Good piece. I hope y'all listening. <laughs> so this is the part of the show that I like to call Let's Advocate. You know, I'm about all things mental health. Okay. So if there is one thing that we could change about the state of the mental health in our culture. What would you think that thing would be that would make it better for us? We talked a lot about vulnerability for men, people just being able to be human. Mm-hmm. Like, what would that look like for you? Um, I would say just going back to adolescence and what's for our community, what I noticed that affects our mental health a lot. And I think that we grow and develop into it is what goes on in this house, stays in this house, mm-hmm. sweeping things under the rug. Yep. And that that prevents people from getting help. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to get anybody in trouble. You don't want to get anybody in trouble. I had trouble. a kid um, that told me one time, 
I don't I don't want to live with said person, but I also don't want them to get in trouble. So then where where do you find the balance? You don't. You don't. You don't. You and that's yeah, and that's a lot of thing for children. They suppress a lot of things because that's their caretaker, like ultimately the person mm-hmm. they have to live with. Yeah. So that's hard. But I would say definitely just being aware of what we pass down from now on, from generation to generation and stop the whole what goes on in this house stays in this house. Right. Because sometimes what goes on in this house is not healthy. At all. Or healthy. Or healthy. <laughs> okay. We don't want anybody to get hurt. No. All right. So I know you plugged yourself in the beginning, but is there mm-hmm. anything else you want? Did you tell people when you drop your blog posts? Because those have been really good. Thank by the you. Way. They have I been really good. That. Very vulnerable. Very raw. She holds nothing back. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That awkward moment when someone, you know, right? I saw <laughs> that because <laughs> there, there's going to be a point in time where the people that you're referencing, but that's also a part of your journey, and that's yes. something I'm struggling with too. Even for the podcast, like things that I think of, and I'm like, oh, I want to say that, but oh man, how's this person going to feel? But it's also my story too. It is your story, and people want to see that. People want to hear that. Yep. They want to feel motivated enough to tell their story. Mm-hmm. So it's so it's a work in progress. But um, definitely, you guys, the website that I. To give you earlier in the show, I'll say it again. Um, it's www.thetableread by Ellis and Laura Emmons and Marie.com. And I do drop a blog post there um, every week, as well as my weekly Wind Down Wednesday show, where I do allow the viewers to vent and choose the topics. And all the viewers chime in, give each other advice. And my um, IG is the, and that's T H E E bomb, B O M B dot com. That's all together. Um, no, it's the bomb dot and then underscore com. There you go. You also have merchandise. I do. And, um, right now I'm trying to find something. I'm trying to find a name for it. Cause I'm like, oh, I gotta find a name for it, but I'm working on, um, selling merchandise for men. But right now I have merchandise for women and it's kind of like empowerment. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to get challenging women to get out of the comfortable, which is gender expectation yep. and societal expectation. And I'm looking forward to bringing that, f- um, for men as well. And you can find that on my website. Yes. It's it's the same. It's just in the shop area. Yeah. I think the favorite one that I plan on getting that I've seen thus far is Women Are Not Rehabilitation. Sports. Yes. Everyone loves that one. Yes. <laughs> everyone loves that one. clean up the mess. Now, yep. that doesn't mean that we don't support and we do not, you know, be there mm-hmm. for people we love, but that is not our sole responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, and I noticed that it can be interpreted a different way where mm-hmm. people, I, I noticed that some men take offense to it. I'm like, it has nothing to do with men. <laughs> Black women, like we talked about earlier, like they, they've done researches on how we internalize emotions. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's just all a part of like getting the message out. That's all. Well, I appreciate you for coming on. Of course, on. thank you for this having me. This was a good me. episode. <laughs> But as always, thank you guys for tuning in to the Cult for the Culture podcast. I am your host, Tiana Renee, and I'll catch y'all next time. Bye, y'all. For more information about the show, events, or if you have any questions, you can find us on Instagram at Healthy Pleasures, Inc. and visit us at www.healthypleasuresinc.org. Cult for the Culture is a production of the Minority Trailblazer Network. Check out more shows, events, and merchandise at MinorityTrailBlazer.com.